Nature, barbecue, and beer. What could be better? The rivers, steep hills, and people of Chattanooga all have admirable qualities that are hard to forget. Let's talk to them. Well, the people, at least. We leave the quiet hills of Talking Rock, Georgia, and head further north to Chattanooga, Tennessee. I've only ever driven through Chattanooga, and so I was excited to have a chance to explore. My interview with Naked River Brewing wasn't until later that day. And so I drove through some hills, some rivers, some mountainous areas, literally for hours, and it was great. All in all, a great way to spend the day. I make it to Naked River Brewing back in Chattanooga with 20 minutes to spare. I meet with the co-owner and lifelong brewer, Jake. He sets up a table in the brewery. I set up my gear, and we begin to talk. Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> doing good. Tell me a little bit about yourself, about your life before. Yeah, Lincoln absolutely. River. My story really begins actually uh, with my brother. At the time, I was in high school. He was starting law school. And at that point, craft beer really wasn't on the map. Not at all. There's some obviously some early 90s breweries that were making the splash, but just total culture hadn't fallen behind it. And I remember going and visiting him in Charlotte. There was home brew stores and you could walk in there and you could pick up tons of different ingredients, all the different hops. And the equipment was so uh, primitive. But in that point, you hadn't even been inside of a beer store and so it was like no. disneyland a little it, it bit was like it, it, my eyes had opened up it's you yeah. know coming from a family whose father sat and drank bud heavies on the dock <laughs> um and, yeah. and and that was definitely my first beer was a bud heavy gotcha. to walking in and seeing you know 300 different hop varieties 20 30 different grains all in this one little store i, I graduated with an engineering degree so as an engineer that just my wheels were turning from from that day like i was just like i was hooked i was hooked on the fact that i could make minor tweaks i could build up my own system and I, my original pilot systems actually shoved over there in the corner of the brewery we keep it here as kind of as a homage to to That's where we started where we came from yeah um, sure and it's actually a welded car carrier so it plugs into the trailer hitch still has the trailer hitch i've actually transported it by trailer okay um with four uh sorry three turkey burners and it's a hybrid electric rim system so people on this talk that know yeah homebrew stuff after a bit i realized i hadn't asked jake what he did so here it is (laughs) i was a uh well site geology and drilling engineer essentially so we made sure what the oil field said that was coming out of the ground was really coming out of the ground and what was going back in the ground was really going in the ground and none of it was going into the ocean Uh, so we were kind of that second line defense from 
the paid big corporations versus, you know, what was actually being posted and put out there. If we had to tell on the big guys, we had to do that. Uh, sure. So at times the job was extremely stressful, and at times it was extremely Not easy much. Yeah. just hanging out. Um, in those extremely easy times, I was planning on building a brewery, not one this size. Were you always planning that? Everyone I've talked to has had a pivot point, really, where they, they're doing something else and then they decide to do it. Or is this something that's always been um, with you? I was always planning it, but it was more like my retirement. I was like, all right, when I get 45, 50 years old, I'm a huge, passionate cook. And you'll see that a lot, with too, with home brewers is a lot of them, you're like, one hundred percent. They're yeah. running a green egg in the background, uh, yeah. and then I think I've got like four of those things right now. I love the food and beverage industry, uh, and then you know obviously the home brewing side. So yeah, I was like, when I retire, I wanted to open up a little garage way brewery that you know a little three barrel, bunch of different different beers, brewing ovens every day. And we're sitting in a warehouse. So how how did that happen? <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, that's that's where the, the, the craziness starts and begins. I asked Jake to talk about his inspiration for the overall look of Naked River Brewing. When I was on the drilling rig, I worked 21 days on and 21 days off. And, and sure. in the time off, I'm either brewing beer or my wife now at the time, uh, girlfriend, fiance, yep. uh, whatever stage of life that we were in. One of them. We were traveling the country and, and going to visit other breweries. Um, one year, we actually took a road trip from New Orleans, uh, where I was living, all the way up to top of Michigan, up to Mackinac Island. In fact, uh, a lot of what we planned and designed here, whether it looks like it or not, was based off of Founders Brewing Company. Before I left Naked River for the night, I had a brief conversation with Candace, the head brewer. We were talking. You're not from Chattanooga. No. No, you've been here for... Like two weeks, exactly. Two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Tell me your... Two and a half weeks, maybe. Tell me your history a little bit. Uh, so I am from Philly, and then I moved down to Nashville three years ago, and now I'm here. Now you're here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and why do you brew? It's an all-encompassing question a little bit. I apologize. A little, yeah. But it's, it's interesting. The one thing that I have found in the industry to be very true is that most people, when they, they are asked how they got into this, it's most of us are here by happenstance, you know? Yeah. I kind of stumbled into this because I liked beer. I found all different outlets of like, okay, I, I tried sales, I tried operations, I tried packaging, I did all of it. And like, I liked all of it. Except sales, not a salesperson. <laughs> Me either. Yeah. Me either. Not not a salesperson. Yeah. Um, but I liked all the other stuff. And then finally, when I stepped up on the brew deck, it was just like, this is it. It just felt right? It did. And I've always been a math and science kid. Okay. Um, you know, growing up, my family kept telling me I needed to be an engineer uh, or, you know, something to do with math and science. They really, really wanted that. And I was like, I don't know. None of that really, really gets to me. Um, and then I stepped up on there and started learning so much more about brewing itself. And I yeah. was like, this is all math and science. It yeah. is so cool. Yeah. And it just felt very, very right for up there. So it was fun. It's so fun. Yeah. It, it, there are so many things that can relate to brewing and do relate to brewing. Oh, it's yeah. math, engineering, science. Yeah. So tell me about how you ended up here at Naked River. I was looking to, you know, move my career a little bit forward. Yeah. Um, and I saw the listing for Ed Brewer and came down. And I'd already been down to Chattanooga once to just to visit for a day. Yeah. And I really liked it. Yeah. Um, and then when I met 
down when I came down to meet with them here, I just loved the space. I loved the whole idea of everything here and, you know, getting to really dig my hands in and like create all of the recipes and, and get to create a lot more because I've just kind of been yeah. working on the other side of it all for sure. so long. Sure. Uh, so now it's just kind of a lot more of a creative outlet as well as all the, the science and math stuff. And that really, really spoke to me. So congratulations. Thank I, you. I love talking to people who are passionate about yeah. stuff and trying new things. Are you a nature person at all? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I had no idea Chattanooga was, was a nature haven. It's beautiful. I was down here once or twice before yeah. uh, I moved and man, I am so excited to really get out there and like explore all the places around here. It's gorgeous. It is so small, it is. Um, which is great. I'm mm -hmm. just like not used to it. And I keep having to adjust to things like that. I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's across the city, but it's like a 15 minute walk. Whereas Philly, <laughs> that's like a 20 minute drive. You hey, know? hey, it's big for me. I feel like I'm in a that's metropolis fair. or something. <laughs> what are you looking forward to the most? Um, for I have a few recipes on the books already, and oh. I'm excited for when they get on tap. Okay. <laughs> that, currently, that's what I'm really looking forward to, okay. to getting to really try them out and see what people think. And I've been getting like lots of people's ideas like, hey, what sort of styles are you looking for? Yeah. And trying to take that into account and make some ones that people want to see out there, too. Not just the ones I want to make. <laughs> that's so awesome. I'm so, yeah. I'm so happy for you. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks. You too. One thing I really admire about breweries specifically is their commitment to supporting local businesses around them. And to me, Naked River Brewing seemed to really embody that commitment. The day I showed up to do these interviews, Naked River hosted an event that hit rather close to home because I live in a van. <laughs> Nomad Be Happy is a van rental company based out of Chattanooga. And they brought all of their vans to the brewery for people to see a while ago. Naked River actually brewed a beer for Nomad Be Happy to give to each renter of their van. This was, among other reasons, one thing that drew me towards Naked River. Anyway, during the event, I pulled Robbie, the quote-unquote head nomad at Nomad Be Happy. Always refreshing to meet another nomad, actually. They're few and far between these days, but I pulled him aside to have a little chat with him. Tell me about yourself. Man, I am a pharmacist by degree who just got a little burned out on healthcare and decided yeah. to bet on himself. I've been thoroughly intrigued by van life. It's been something that has just caught me from the very beginning. Yeah. And this was an opportunity that I had a job that was going to allow me to work remotely. So I was looking at getting a van and creating a business, renting it when I'm not using it. And then that job went away during okay. the pandemic. Sure. So my choices were get a different job or bet on myself. And I bet on myself and went full on with the Nomad Be Happy camper van rentals and just grew it from there. And it's it's been a it's been an amazing ride. I work sure. part time pharmacy to pay my day to day bills and yeah. then do everything I can to grow Nomad Be Happy and make great partnerships and meet new people like you. Yeah. I mean what's awesome about this is you can give so many people that well, explain the business before we go into it, actually. <laughs> so Nomad Be Happy was based as a uh, a camper van rental company to start with, and I love our host city, Chattanooga. It's got it's been very special to me. But then I realized that inherently the business I created drove people away from the city I loved. 
I didn't love that because mm. most people are going to rent the van and drive somewhere else. Interesting. Okay. And that led me to think of this getting partners involved where they are featured on the side of the van on our van wraps. Including uh, Naked River in, Brewing. Including Naked River Brewing, who is actually one of our very first partners and uh, even branded off a co-brand beer for us, put the Nomad Be Happy and a van life on it. And it's been amazing. All of our renters get a swag bag. It's a 25 okay. liter dry bag backpack and it's filled with product from all those partners that are listed on the side of the van. Yeah. Including Naked River and more. So you get some Naked River beer, you get some local coffee, you get some CBD treats, you get some soda, you get some moon pies, you get all this great stuff from these local companies. And it's a way to just kind of promote the city, whether it's a local that rents it and takes it out and learns about a new product in the swag bag or someone comes to Chattanooga new to all of it, they get a swag bag filled with Chattanooga product. And wherever they take the van, it's a driving billboard for Chattanooga. So I really get to kind of promote the city, but made it tasteful enough where um, this is not to knock anybody, but I didn't want the van to look like a NASCAR with like (laughs) 30 different logos that didn't match or didn't quite work out. I wanted it to be somewhat tasteful, and I think we achieved that with the van. Why do you keep doing what you're doing? Getting out and experiencing is just one of those things that you almost can't put a price tag on in ways and i love being able to offer a unique experience travel has gotten complicated for a variety of reasons at different times and given the pandemic and everything we've gone through i think a lot of people want to control their travel a little more than they used to and this allows a great opportunity to be as self-contained as possible control where you go stay in a camping area stay in a hotel one night and just park the van on the street. You can do all types of options. So it really opens up that trip. As somebody who's been living a van, I can attest to that because as soon as you get into bigger RVs, there's a range of things that you can't do anymore. Agreed. And that's been something that I think has been a very positive response I've gotten. There are people that are interested in maybe RV life or something like that, but not many people are going to be comfortable by driving a tour home RV or pulling a 30-foot trailer without experience. Whereas this van is roughly, the vans are roughly the length of a full-size truck. You can parallel park them on the street. You can fit them in regular parking spaces. So you can experience a a downtown, a Charleston, an Atlanta, park it and be fine, and then drive right out to your campsite and pull up. Jake was also into rum distilling, and I thought it would be fun to share a clip from our conversation about that. I actually took a two-ish, three-year hiatus from brewing and switched to distilling. Uh, okay, <laughs> there you go. What what made that switch? Bored. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, I was, I was, I was kind of struggling to find uh, that next brew that really excited me. I was struggling to find, like, you know, there's a big gap in home brewing at that point in time to where, like, I maxed out my equipment that I had and, and I couldn't really modify it anymore. And sure. I wanted a new challenge. Um, so I jumped right in, uh, did distilling for a little while. Okay. Um, made a lot of my own custom rums. There was, <laughs> there's, there there was a lot of wild stories on that one. But <laughs> okay. um, Moon and Rums, is that exclusive? To where, did you get into whiskey at all? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, no, I mostly just, I did rums. I did, okay. uh, that's, that was kind of like what well, I did, what I was known for. And then it wasn't until I got my first job out of college that I went back to beer brewing. Okay. One, because obviously distilling is, you know, um, you're not really supposed to be doing it. Uh, <laughs> That's a good in, way to put it. <laughs> in, in certain states, it's like highly illegal. And in sure. like Tennessee, you can do a certain amount of personal use. Right. right. Uh, but with a full-time big boy job out of college in a state that was totally against it, uh, 
even though they have very loose alcohol walls. Yeah. I kind of put a stop to that, went back to homebrewing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's finish up with Jake's journey to find a home for his brewery. I started bringing a lot of beer back from Louisiana, and it kind of came out around town. I had two really good friends at the time. Uh, well, still really good friends. One of them was in school for brewing. The other one was like, if we do it, we're jumping all in. In a period of a month, I get married. Okay. And at the wedding, I had homebrewed uh, the Moon Pie Stout. We also had an IPA similar to one that we produce now. Word gets out in small town Chattanooga that someone's brewed a beer with Moon Pies. Yeah. So needless to say, I get a phone call from them. They're like, we want... 5,000 cases. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> brewing in a garage right now on a 15-gallon uh, system, so yeah. let's do the math here. Uh, yeah, no. So, <laughs> Probably not. Then I get a phone call from someone that's in real estate development, and they're like, yeah, I just had your beer on, on a golf course. It's fantastic. Like, if I find a spot for you, are you willing to dive in? And I was like, I don't know. I'll, I'll kind of think about it. Sure. Never gave a solid yes or no answer. I was just like, just, you know, if you see something, send it my way. I'll look into it. I was kind of ready to get off the drilling rig, but I'd also been offered another job inside of a corporate office in, in, in Houston, Texas. It's a crossroads a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it was, it was you know, the same thing I was doing, just uh, in more of a management style position and not on the drilling rig. and. <sighs> You know, a little bit more freedom to uh, leave instead of waiting on a helicopter. Really, the next week is when the Great Houston Flood happened. Okay. And my fiance and I were kind of like looking at apartments. Houston floods. Any apartment that's dry is now like skyrocketed through the roof and taken. Anything else is flooded. So I've got basically someone calling me up saying they've got a cool building. You know, the Houston flood that happened that kept me from really finding an apartment and accepting a decent job offer. Sure. And I've got two friends that you know, hey, let's let's dive in and do it. Everything led up to it. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously after the wedding, getting married, my, my wife was ready for me to not be on a dangerous environment um, drilling rig. Oh, uh, yeah. Gone for 21 days as well. And gone for 21 days, missing life events. So, yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of push. I was ready. I'd been in it for five years. Uh, all the pieces fell into place, and it just felt right. We first came down, and we looked at the building. And I was like, well, this is way too big. I, I don't even need half of this building. Yeah. And then it just kind of grew. Yeah. Uh, and you grew into it and, as well. And we grew into it, and, I, and now we're fighting to you know have space. Yeah. And what's cool about us is because the building's age, we were able to basically – plead to the tdb like we can't be behind a glass wall how are you gonna build a glass wall in this place yeah. the ceilings are 30 <laughs> 40 40 40 foot high yeah. um it's got an old school thought that you know you'd get a drunk that might walk past here and stick their head underneath the tank but it doesn't happen oh no no <laughs> let's finish up by asking my favorite question why do you do what you do I have a couple questions then. So I want to talk about the name Naked River. And you said you're a passionate cook. You like food. There's also, and it's a part of the name too, There's it's a barbecue place as well. So let's start with the name Naked River. Where did that come in? Starting a new business, you're, you're searching for something that rings home to you and something that 
you know, you can you can tell a story. I grew up here on the Tennessee River, so that's why we start with the Riverside, even though that's the second part of the name. Sure. When I was very young, I had a friend that was a big scuba diver, got me into scuba diving. I ended up working for the aquarium, born and raised on the river, big kayaker. I'm not me without a river close by, and I will never live somewhere without water close by it just it it empowers me uh, chattanooga is the place for that chattanooga is the place for that so passion for the river naked for us became what met raw exposure we're a wide open space you see everything that's going on right no there is no river called naked river maybe one day i can claim it claim it uh, <laughs> and, and 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 get a small creek or a stream sure you know that's that's funky enough that can uh support the name we want to do everything to a level that at any point in time someone can call us out on it like i've had people come in here and try to sell us uh the little plastic um six-pack rings you know yeah. it's like yeah. you know we're committed to the environment first uh we have a huge recycling program for our pack techs yes they're still plastic one they don't have holes in them they don't you know damage things when they end up in the landfill or animals uh, but two you know we're going to take everybody's in offer them free beer for bringing them back here uh and so that was that process is we get all the time down in our smoke shed and i don't know if you got to see it when coming in it's kind of camouflaged and and hidden a little bit i didn't look just right the building so just right over there off our shoulder okay um huge gray building we've got a thousand and five hundred gallon smoker the smokers are locally made down in cold mountain georgia by a company sure. called primitive pits so if anybody's listening on here that's like a big barbecue aficionado if you add primitive pits to your instagram page just be forewarned um go ahead and get your pocketbook out because you're going to be buying one at some <laughs> point in time they're the most beautiful badass wood burning smokers that are out there and it is 100 yeah. wood we pay somebody uh 16 hours a day to feed that thing tennessee oak so has barbecue always been your cooking style of choice um i'll i love all cooking there's really no type of cooking i don't like barbecue is the most universal sure uh, everybody sure. has just that natural let's light a fire and throw meat over it and and the variations of that is what really gets me going barbecue has always been a thing i i my main office was in houston texas i got the houston flair but ultimately you got a four or five hour brew day what's better than waking up in the morning lighting the smoker throwing a bud on um with all your buddies start brewing the beer the beer's done you know, get everything cleaned up, and by that time, you know, you're you're starting to finish up the meat. I can smell it now, man. Right, and so it, it pairs so well together. You can oh, brew yeah. them both at the same time. So that's what happened a lot was was I was brewing, cooking at the same time. So is that what keeps you going then with this brewery, with, with, with food, how it brings people together, how you can enjoy food and beer at the same time with friends? Absolutely. Um, we built this place to be a community brewery. We built it to be able to talk about those things. So we often offer classes here, brewing and both barbecue classes here. So you oh, can no sign up, people come in, we brew a, a total beer with them, either on the pilot system or on the big system, just depending on how we're going to do with it. We actually send people home with a five-gallon bucket of their own beer. We let them pick their own yeast, we let them pick their own adjunct, they get the base beer, and then we can all meet back up and enjoy that together. Smoker wow. for the day, we basically bring everybody down here and, and show them the basics of, of running a big 
commercial, you know, true to form pit grill. There you go, uh, man. To light the fires all nine yards. That displays your commitment to community, not only with businesses, but people who come here. You look at Robbie with Nomad Be Happy. You were one of the first people to pair with him. Yeah. Um, so you're obviously very genuine. And uh, and yeah, is there anything else you want to say? If you've got, you know, a, a passion in life, you got to jump in. You're going to see me in here almost every night because of how much I truly love the space. As big as a pain as it is running your own business, jump in and do it. Awesome. Thanks, Jake. Cheers. Cheers. Will in Chattanooga, check out the Tennessee Aquarium. And if you're a fan of history like me, check out Lookout Mountain, home to the Battle Above the Clouds, a Civil War battle in 1863. Finally, Robbie has a recommendation for camping within three hours of Chattanooga. I'm a big fan of Asheville. A lot of people are. But there is a great campsite up in, uh, it is Delano, Tennessee. It's right near the Hiawassee. And it's a campsite called Fireside Outpost. They've got great facilities for all the renters, all the campers. They've got cabins. They've got van life spots. They've got tent spots. They've got a bathhouse. They've got a communal area. And they're right near the Hiawassee, which is great for biking. Hiking, walking, running, whatever you're looking for. If it's outdoors, they've got it around there. You sold me, man. Excellent. Well, let's get you going sometime. (laughs) Thanks so much, Robbie. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, man. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to the Beer Nomad Podcast. Please rate and subscribe wherever you're listening now. Also, follow along visually at my Instagram at the Beer Nomad Van. As always, drink good beer and be good to each other. Cheers. Cheers.